Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuflam and Hey. We're starting Kuflam and Dalad Amabez on the bottom line at the two dots. Today's daf is sponsored by Shos Shimshon David Don Ben Aviva Rachel. He should have incredible atzlacha in everything he does. Now, at the top of Mishnah, a baby that was born in the eighth month was considered non viable and wasn't going to live. We're going to learn today that there's no mitzvah to give this child a bris. Our Mishnah taught us that a bris of a suffolk, were in doubt whether or not he was born in the eighth month, is not going to be Daicha Shabbos. And the same thing is with an Andragonist, a child born with both male and female reproductive organs, his bris is not going to be. And the Gemara says, Tanarabon, we have a brisa. Arlasai. It says in the Pasuk, Arlasai, his Arla. What do we learn from there? Arlasai, Vade Daichas Shabbos. Only if a child has a for sure Chiyav, it's a Vade Chiyav to have a bris, then that's going to be Daichas Shabbos. Kuflam and on the top. Veloy Suffolk Daichas Shabbos. But if it's a Suffolk, whether or not we're supposed to give this child a bris, then it's not going to be Daichas Shabbos. Arlasai, Vade Daichas Shabbos. And Veloy Andragonist Daichas Shabbos. And Andragonist, his bris is not going to be Daichas Shabbos because it's a Suffolk. Rabbi Hudaimer, he argues and he says Andragonist Daichas Shabbos. And Andragonist will be Daichas Shabbos. Ve'anish Kares. And there's an Einish Karis on that. And the Gemara in Tudaf is going to tell us where Rabbi Huda learns this out from. And the Brasa continues, If he for sure has a Chiyav, then that person is going to be Daicha Shabbos. But if he was born Bain Hashmashis, that's not going to be Daicha Shabbos. We don't know if Bain Hashmashis is day or night. Therefore, if a child is born Bain Hashmashis from Friday to Shabbos, it's very possible that Bain Hashmashis is daytime. Really, he was born on Friday and his bris would be the next Friday. Or if he was born Bain Hashmashis of Shabbos into Sunday, so it's very possible that Bain Hashmashis is really considered nighttime. That means he was born on Sunday and his bris would be the next Sunday and not on Shabbos. So therefore, it's not going to be Daicha Shabbos. The Brasa continues, And if he was born with a bris mila, meaning he's born without an arla, then that's not going to be Daicha Shabbos. Shabbos Shabbos says, We have to do Hatafas Dam Bris. We don't have to do Hatafas Dam Bris. Now, what is this? Hatafas Dam Bris literally means letting of or letting flow the Dam Bris. Beishamay holds that the arla might be kavush, suppressed into this child's aver. So he has an arla, we just don't have access to it, so therefore, he needs Hatafas Dam Bris. But it's important to note that in the Tanakhama's opinion, even though Beishamay holds that you need Hatafas Dam Bris, nonetheless, it's not going to be Daicha Shabbos. Whereas the Brasa continues, on Rabshim ben Elazar, Lenechku Beishamay Beishil, Beishamay Beishil are not arguing on Elik Shumol regarding a child that was born with a Mila, Shitzarch Lahatif Menu Dam Bris. We have to do Hatafas Dam Bris, Menesha Arla Kavushahi. We say he has Arla Kavusha, his Arla is suppressed, but he has one. Aman Echelku, so what's the argument? Algershin is Gayak Shumol, about a non Jew who converted and he already had a Bris Mila. Rashi says, for example, the Arabs who get a bris mila when they're children. Shabbos 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 says Tzarech Lahatif Menu Dam Bris. He does have to get a Tavas Dam Bris. Ubez Hill Imrim and Tzarech Lahatif Menu Dam Bris. He doesn't need a Tavas Dam Bris. But the main purpose of bringing this bris was just to show that a child that's a vaday his bris is Daicha Shabbos, or if a child is a suffik his bris is not going to be Daicha Shabbos. And now the Gemara continues. Amar Mar we had just said Veloy Suffik Daicha Shabbos. A suffik is not going to be Daicha Shabbos. Lasuyimai what's that coming to include? The statement of a suffik is not Daicha Shabbos is very ambiguous. The bris had continued with some very clear cases of suffik such as in Dragonus, a child who was born with a bris mila or ben hashmashes. So what exactly is the Bryce trying to say when it says a suffik is not teicha shabbos? What type of suffik? So the Gemara says lasuya hadutan rabbanu. We're including that which we learned ben shivim mechal anavas shabbos. If a child is born in the seventh month, we're going to be mechal shabbos for his bris. Ben ches ein mechal anavas shabbos. But if the child is born in the eighth month, then we're not going to be mechal shabbos for him. Suffik ben zayin, suffik ben ches. If we're not so sure if he was born during the seventh or eighth month, ein mechal anavas shabbos. No being mechal shabbos for the bris. Ben shmaina because a child born during the eighth month harehu keevin. He's like a stone. He's not going to live, and there's no mitzvah to give him a bris. But Asr Taltale, we're not allowed to even move him. He's muktza. His mother is allowed to bend over him and nurse him because of the danger that not nursing poses to the mother. She could have clogged ducts, she could have infections, and it can cause a lot of danger to the mother. Therefore, she's allowed to bend over and nurse him, but she's not allowed to move him because he's considered like a stone. And that's what we're coming to include by saying that a suffix is not Daicha Shabbos, a child whom we're unsure if he was born in the eighth month or not. And now back to explaining the machlekes between the Tanakama and 
Rav Shimon ben Elazar in this brayso. Itmar Rav Amar Rav says halachah tanakama. The halachah is like the tanakama that we don't have to do atavas dambris, and even according to Beishami that we do atavas dambris, it's not going to be daicha shabbos. Ushmul Amar Shmuel says halachah Rav Shimon ben Elazar. The halachah is like Rav Shimon ben Elazar that both Beishami and Beishel agree that you do atavas dambris on this child that was born with a bris milah. Now a story. Rav Adabar Ava Yisrael lehu in Nuka. He had a child that was born to him kishuhumol with a bris milah. Ahadrei atleiser mayli. He went looking for thirteen different mylim, meaning he went to thirteen different mylim asking them if they could do hatafas dambris. This was on Shabbos, but no one wanted to do it. Until Rav Adabar Ava did it himself. He made his child a kris shifcha. Rashi says because he cut off too much skin and he basically ruined his child's aver. Amar, and then Rav Adabar Ava said, Tasi Lee, this was coming to me, I deserve it, because I was over on Rav's opinion. Rav said that both Beisham and Basil agree that Hatavas Dambris is not going to be Daicha Shabbos, and I did this on Shabbos, and so I was deserving of this. Amalei Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman told him about the Shmuel ever. You weren't over on Shmuel also. Amr the Amr Shmuel Bechal. Maybe Shmuel says that we pass on like Rav Shimon ben Elazar only in regards to doing Hatavas Dambris during the week. That both Beisham and Basil agree that you do Hatavas Dambris during the week. But Beshabbos Mi Amar, who says that Shmuel holds in Rav Shimon ben Elazar that Hatavas Dambris is going to be Daicha Shabbos? Now the Gemara is going to explain what Rav Adabarava was thinking. Who saw Rav Adabarava himself holds Vade Arlekvushehi that a child that's born with a bris already, he for sure has an Arla, it's just suppressed and we don't know where it is. The Itmar Rabba Amar Rabba says in the sheet of Reb Shem Ben that maybe he has a suppressed Arla and therefore we need Hatafas Dambris, but it's not necessarily going to be Daich Shabbos. And Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef holds, and this is who Rav Adam Rava holds, like Vada Arla Kavushahi. It's most definitely an Arla Kavusha, so therefore he for sure needs Hatafas Dambris and we're going to be Machal Shabbos for it. And now the Gemara is going to bring Rav Yosef, who tries to bring a proof for himself. At the end of the day, though, we're going to push it away. And Am Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, how do I know that it's Vada Arla Kavushahi? Titan, we have a Brysa. Rebelezer Hakapar Aimer. Rebelezer Hakapar says, Besham Besol are not arguing about a child who was born with a bris mila. Shetzar Khatav Menu Dambris. You have to do a toughest Dambris. Aman Echakus. So, what are they arguing about? Lechal Alavesa Shabbos. Whether or not we're going to be Machal Shabbos for a toughest Dambris. Besham Aimer. Besham says, Machal Alavesa Shabbos. We're going to be Machal Shabbos. Ubezil Aimerim. Ain Machal Alavesa Shabbos. We're not going to be Machal Shabbos. And now Rav Yasef comes in for his proof. Lav Machal does this not imply the Tanakama would hold, we are Machal Shabbos. Now, even though we didn't mention a Tanakama in this Brisa, Rabbi Yosef is assuming that Rilazar Akapar is commenting to a Tanakama, and it must be, says Rabbi Yosef, that the Tanakama holds, we are going to be Machal Shabbos, to which Rabbi Lazar Akapar says, no, it's Machlekes whether or not we're going to be Machal Shabbos. The Gemara says it's not necessarily true. Maybe the Tanakama was saying that everyone agrees that you're not Machal Shabbos, and then Rabbi Lazar Akapar was trying to say that there's a Machlekes whether or not you're Machal Shabbos. The Gemara responds, that can't be because Imkain, if so, Rabbi Lazar Kapar, time it to Beishamayel slash Minan. Does that mean Rabbi Lazar Kapar is trying to teach us only something new in the opinion of Beishamay? Because the Tanakhama is trying to tell us that everyone agrees that you're not Machal Shabbos, and Rabbi Lazar Kapar is telling us that in Beishamay you are Machal Shabbos. That means he's just trying to tell us a chiddush in Beishamay's opinion, but we don't pass him like Beishamay. So why would Rabbi Lazar Kapar try to tell us a chiddush in Beishamay's opinion? So the Gemara says, still we don't have a proof. Because Dilm Hachikamer, perhaps this is what Rabbi Lazar Kapar was telling the Tanakhama. never disagreed on this issue, meaning the Tanakama held, the Beshamay Beshel disagreed whether or not we're going to do Atafas Dambris during the week. And Rabbi Lazar Kapur was saying that no, really, both Beshamay Beshel agree that you do Atafas Dambris during the week. Their homachlek is whether or not you're going to do it on Shabbos. But we conclude that we don't have a proof from this Brysa for Rabbi Yosef that the Tanakama would hold that we're allowed to be Machal Shabbos for Atafas Dambris. And the Gemara continues, Amravasi, Koshi Imat Meyaleda, anyone whose mother is going to be Tomei Tomas Leda, that means she's going to be Tomei childbirth Tomo, Nimo Lishmainos, then he's going to have his bris on the eighth day, Vachoshi Ain Imat Meyaleda. 
Leda. If his mother is not going to be Tommy Tumas Leda, he doesn't get a bris on the eighth day. Shinemar, it says, Isha Kisazria, a woman who becomes pregnant, Viola Zachar, she has a male child, Vitama, she'll be Tame, and then the Pasuk picks up, Ubayema Shmini, on the eighth day, Yimul Basar Lasai. We're going to give him a bris Mila. So we see that only a child whose mother becomes Tame, then he's going to have a bris on the eighth day. Rashi tells us of two scenarios of a woman who does not become Tame Tumas Leda. First of all, if she has a C-section, a cesarean section, since the child wasn't born normally, so she's not going to be Tommy Thomas Leda, or a non-Jewish woman that has a child, and then let's say the day after she had this child, she goes to the mikvah and she becomes Jewish. So when she had the child, she wasn't a Jew, so she's not going to be Tommy Thomas Leda. Therefore, their children are not going to have a bris milah on the eighth day. But now the Gemara brings, our Malay Abaya asks, Dar will have a proof from the earlier generations, meaning from Avram Avinu, all the way until the Torah was given, Shein Leda, the mother was not Tommy Thomas Leda because we did didn't have Dine Tomatara until the Torah was given, Vinimala And nonetheless, the children were given bris milas on the eighth day. We know that Yitzhak Avinu was given a bris on the eighth day, even though his mother didn't have a chiv to keep the Dine Toma and Tara. Therefore, we have a proof that a child getting a bris on the eighth day has nothing to do with whether or not the mother is Tame. So Amrlay responded, No, Nitna Tara, once the Torah was given, Kuflam and Hayama on the top, Vinishacha Allah, the halacha was Mishadesh, and only then did we say that getting a bris on the eighth day is connected to the mother becoming Tame. The Gemara continues to ask, Any, is that so? We have a Bryso, Yetzi Daifin, a child who literally means came out of the wall, which means it's a cesarean section. He has two Arles, which either means that he has two foreskins or he was born with two male members. Rav Huna Rav Chia Barav, Chadamar, one of them says Mechalan, Vasa Shabbos, or Mechal Shabbos, Vachadamar, Ain Mechalan. We're not going to be Mechal Shabbos. And we continue, Ad Kanli Pligi, their whole Machlekis is only El Mechal Vasa Shabbos, whether or not we're going to be Mechal Shabbos for this bris. But we see that he's going to get a bris on the eighth day no matter what. So we see very clearly from this Bryso that a Yetzi Daifin, a C-section child is going to have a bris on the eighth day. Unlike what we just mentioned, that if a child was born by way of a C-section, he's not going to have a bris on the eighth day because his mother doesn't have regular Tumas Leda. The Gemara answers and says, no, Habahatalya. One is relevant to the other. That if you hold that a bris is on the eighth day, then that means it's going to be Machal Shabbos. But if you hold the bris is not on the eighth day, then you hold it's not going to be Machal Shabbos. So the two go hand in hand. And the Gemara actually says, get tonight, it's Machalikas Tanayim. Rav Asi is going to have a Tana that supports him. That a child whose mother is Tommy Tumas Leda, only he is going to have a bris on the eighth day. Now let's have a quick introduction first. The following breast is discussing giving a breast to an Evid Kenani, a non-Jewish slave belonging to a Jew. An Evid Kenani, and by the same token a Shifcha Kenanis, the female version of an Evid Kenani, has a quasi-Jewish status. And as part of that, the Torah says an Evid Kenani has to be given a bris mila. Now there's two categories spoken about in the Pasuk. A Yelid Bayis, one born in the Jew's house, and a Miknas Kesef, one purchased with money. Now there's two Psukim that talk about this. One says, Uben Shmenes Yamim Yimo Lechem Kol Zachar, clearly stipulating that the bris given to this Evid Kenani must be performed when the child is eight days old, Uben Shmenes Yamim. Whereas another Pasuk says, Himel Yimel, and it doesn't make any mention of the eighth day. So we're going to learn that some Avadim are going to have a bris on the eighth, and some will have it on the first day. Now it's important to note, Rashi says, that the Pasuk doesn't actually say which get on the eighth and which get on the first. However, the Pasuk that speaks about giving an Evid Kenani bris on the eighth day is the same Pasuk that says a Jewish child gets a bris on the eighth day. So we learn, an Evid Kenani whose birth is most similar to a Jewish child, he's going to receive his bris on the eighth day. Whereas an Evid Kenani whose birth is not similar to a Jewish child, he's going to get his bris on the first day. And without further ado, the Brisa says, Yeshalid Bayas Shanimol Echad, there's a Yelid Bayas who's going to have a bris on the first day of Yeshalid Bayas Shanimol Shmaina, there's a Yelid Bayas that's going to have a bris on the eighth day. Yesh Miknas Kasef Shanimol Echad, there's a Miknas Kasef that's going to have a bris on the eighth day. Yesh Miknas Kasef Shanimol Shmaina, there's a Miknas Kasef that's going to have a bris on the eighth day. Now the Gemara talks about this last thing that we mentioned first. Yesh Miknas Kasef Shanimol Echad, Yesh Miknas Kasef Shanimol Shmaina. 
What's that case? Lokach Shevcha Mubaris, he bought a pregnant Shevcha, Vachach Yolda, and then she had a baby. Zeo Miknas Kesef Hanim Loshmoina, that's considered a Miknas Kesef if it gets a bris on the eighth day. That's considered a Miknas Kesef because when the mother was purchased, she was already pregnant, but he gets a bris on the eighth day because she was already considered in Shevcha Kenanis before she had the baby. Therefore, this baby's birth is very similar to a Jewish child's birth, and he gets it on the eighth day. The Bryson continues, Lokach Shevcha Vlada Ima, if he purchased a Shevcha, but she already had a child, Zui Miknas Kesef Shanimel Echod, that's Miknas Kesef, he purchased it, but only gets a bris on the first day because that child's birth wasn't similar to a Jewish child's birth. Vyeshulid bias shenim loshmoyne. There's a yulid bias that gets a bris on the eighth day. Ketzad, what's that case? Lokach shivcha venis abra etzloi. He purchased the shivcha and she became pregnant after she was a shivcha already. Vialda and then she gave birth. Zel yulid bias shenim loshmoyne. He's a yulid bias. He was born already once in his master's house and he's nim loshmoyne. He gets on the eighth day because that's very similar to a Jewish child's birth. Now it's important to note that we don't have a case according to the Tanakhama of yulid bias that's nimo on the first day. But now the Rasa says, Rav Chama, Rav Chama says, now this is one of three places in Shas where a Tana is not called Rebbe, the Tana is being called Rav. So Rav Chama, the Tana, he says, she first had a baby, then she went to the mikvah. Going to the mikvah is what officially establishes her in this quasi-status of being a Jew. That's Yilid Bayas, that's going to have her bris on the first day because when the baby was born, its mother had not gone to the mikvah yet. But if she first went to the mikvah, then had a baby, that's Yilid Bayas, that's going to have a bris on the eighth day. And the Gemara says, The Tanakama makes no differentiation between whether or not she went to the mikvah and then had the child, or had the child and then went to the mikvah. We see from here that even though the mother is not Tommy Tumas Leda, nonetheless, the child's going to have a bris on the eighth day. And that's the Tanakama's opinion. Whereas Rav Chama, the head argued with the Tanakama, said everything has to do with the mother going to the mikvah. So we see that Rav Asi is like Rav Chama, that only if the mother is Tommy Tumas Leda, only if she went to the mikvah, rendering her into the status of a quasi-Jew, then the mother is going to be Tommy Tumas Leda, then the child's going to have a bris on the eighth day. But if not, then the child's not going to have the bris on the eighth day. Rav Asi has a tana to support him. And now we're just going to analyze this brisa. Amarav Rav says, Bishlim Rav Chama, I understand according to Rav Chama, Mishkachas Law, we can find all four cases, Yilid Bayas Nimala Echad, Yilid Bayas Nimala Ches, Miknas Kesef Nimala Echad, and Miknas Kesef Nimala Ches. How do we find these cases? And the Gemara speaks it out. If she first gave birth and then she went to the mikvah, this Yilid Bayas is going to have a birth on the first day. If she first went to the mikvah and then she had the baby, he's going to have a birth on the eighth day, like a regular Jewish child. What's that case? He purchased a pregnant shivcha and she went to the mikvah and then she had the baby. How are we going to have a Miknas Kesef that has a birth on the first day? For example, Two people purchased the shivcha. One of them purchased her, and one of them purchased the child. And since the child has no relevance to the mother when the child's born, so then he's going to have a bris on the first day and on the eighth day. But El Tanakama, according to Tanakama, Bishle Mikula Mishkachas Lu, we have all the cases that we've already previously mentioned in Tanakama. El Yelid Bias Nimol Echad Hechem Mishkachas What about the case that we didn't mention, which is Yelid Bias that gets a bris on the first day? How do we have that case, according to the Tanakama, that going to the mikvah has no relevance? So Ravirmia suggests, Belekech Shivcha Ubara. He purchased a shivcha only for the purpose of having her child. Therefore, he's really only purchasing the child. He's considered a Yilid bias, but he's not really considered connected to his mother because only he was purchased and not the mother. So therefore, he would have a bris on the first day. The Gemara says, Honey, That's only good according to the Mandamar. Then when a person purchases the produce of a field or the rights to the produce of a field, so he's not really actually purchasing the field. That's Kenyan Paris is not like Kenyan Aguf. But according to the Mandamar, which is Rabbi Yechanan, the Kenyan Paris, 
Kenyan Agoftami, that when a person purchases the right to the produce of the field, he actually has certain rights to the field itself. So Michael Amemar, what can we say? This child is considered the produce of the mother. So according to Yechno, when the child is purchased, to some extent, the mother is also being purchased, and therefore, according to this Manda Amar, the child should have a bris on the eighth day. So the Mark includes Amar of Shifcha He purchases her on condition that she will not have any of the dinim of a Shifcha Kananis. She doesn't have this quasi-status of a Jew. Therefore, the child that's born has absolutely no connection to its mother, even though the mother and child are both owned by the same master. Nonetheless, the mother is not considered like a Jew for anything. Therefore, when the child is born, it's not similar to the birth of a Jewish child, and therefore, the child would have a bris on the first day and on the eighth day. And tomorrow, we're going to continue talking about giving a bris to a child on Shabbos, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.